đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you Welcome to this week episode of Team Cat Hope My Radio and happy Friday everyone. Hopefully you guys are doing great. Um tomorrow is the conference. Hopefully you guys are going. So make sure to keep we'll keep the latest update for SGA. Um at least for now. So, except for tomorrow we have we have region conference and then probably about a couple more three, four weeks or so that we'll have our our conference which is state. So let's get into the news for today. Um, I sound a little bit unenthusiastic and un like my voice I gave it gave away or something. So Taiwan cuts funding for a flag bearing Olympian who wore the China uniform. Taiwan government said the the said Thursday that it was cutting funding for one of. It's flag barriers as a punishment for doing her donning China national U- national team uniform in a run-up to the Beijing Winter Olympics. China and Taiwan have been at odds for decades, as Beijing regards as a guards the self-ruled democratic island as a territory, vowing to seize it one day by force if necessary. Which obviously is not going to happen because they're not going to do it. Speed skater Huang Yuting hit a nerve after she posted a clip on social media and. In January, wearing a China's team outfit, sport administration said government subsidies for Huang to train and compete will be suspended for two weeks, for two years. That's a lot. As a punishment for her repeated controversial behavior and remarks, Huang violated her role as a member of the national team and hurt the honor of the country as well as the people's feelings. It said in a statement. The administration said it planned to revise the relevant regulations government governing the conduct of athletes on national team to help ensure they maintain national dignity. Huang, who's actually one of the one of the four Taiwanese athletes complete in the Beijing Winter Olympics last month, she removed a video following a barrage of criticism, explaining later that the Chinese friends had given her the uniform she wore for friendship. Let sport be sport. In sports, we do not distinguish nationality, she wrote on her official Facebook fan page. When, which she has has since closed. She drew more ire during the game when she said in an interview with his Chinese media that she felt at home competing in Beijing. She was also slammed for saying in a, in a post in her personal Facebook page that I was open to messages left by haters and acid citizens. Those who are supporting me, please don't leave a comment, just like the post she wrote. Taiwan is not allowed to compete during the Olympics and other mate major sporting events under its name because of, of China's opposition, instead it must use the name Chinese Taipei. Athletes are not allowed to fly their own national flag or listen to the Taiwan national anthem when they medal. Why can't they have it? I don't get it. So, Taiwan, this is an upload just today, 
U.S. should diplomatically recognize free Taiwan, said ex-Secretary of State Mike Pompeo as Beijing dismissed his wild wave raving. <clears throat> the United States should dip diplomatically recognize Taiwan as a free and sovereign country, former U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said Friday while visiting the island itself. Pompeo, who's one of the former presidents, uh, President Donald Trump's most hawkish advisors on China, arrived on Wednesday for a visit of a time of rising tensions between Beige, between Washington and Beijing over over both the South Rhone Island and the crisis sparked by the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Diplomatic Taiwan has watched the Ukraine situation closely as it lives under constant threat by Beijing, which claims sovereignty over the island and vowed to seize it one day by force if necessary. Pompeo told reporters that a Chinese regime would be dependent on the willingness of the Western world to demonstrate that the cost for the Chinese presentator Xi Jinping engaged in this engaging in the, that kind of activity are just too high. During an early speech to a think tank, he said that Washington were willing to continue to engage with Beijing as a sovereign as a sovereign government, offering Taipei diplomatic recognition can no longer be ignored, avoided, or treated as secondary. It is my view that the United States government should immediately take action and long overdue step to do the right, right and obvious thing, that is to offer the Republic of China, Taiwan, America's diplomatic recognition as a free and sovereign country. The Republic of China is Taiwan's official name. Washington remained Taiwan's most important ally, leading and leading arms supply arms supplier despite switching diplomatic recognition to Beijing in nineteen seventy nine. But Pompeo said the move isn't about about Taiwan's future independence. It's about recognition of an unmistakable already existing reality. That's true. It does exist. Taiwan has already been a country since seventy not since since forty nine when it fled when Chiang Kai-shek fled to the island of Taiwan. Beijing considered a former declaration of independence as something that could cross its red line, and warned that such a step could trigger war. Taiwan's current president, Tsai Ing-wen, who have won the election twice, hails from a party that historically favors independence. But her stance was deliberately nuanced. She said there's no need to declare independence as Taiwan's already a sovereign nation called the Republic of China, which is Taiwan. Pompeo's speech advocated the same position. As many of your past and present leader have made it clear, there is no need for Taiwan to declare independence, because it's already an independent nation. It is the name of the Republic of China, he said. The people and the government of the United States should simply accept this fundamentally de decent, mor morally right thing. This is easy. The Taiwanese people deserve the world's respect for continuing doubt this free, democratic, and sovereign path. Beijing on Friday lashed out at Pompeo over his remarks, calling him a former calling him a former politician whose credibility have gone bankrupt. This kind of per, this kind of person wild ra raving and nonsense will never prevail, Chinese Foreign Sp Ministry spokesperson Wang Wenbian told reporters at a regular briefing. <clears throat> In Taiwan, Pompeo is best, one of the best-known U.S. politicians, in part because of his decision to lift restrictions on official contacts with Taipei on his way out of office. Tsai met Pompeo on Thursday, 
conferring him on an honorary medal and praising him for facilitating multiple breakthroughs in the Taiwan-U.S. relations. President Joe Biden had continued most of the Trump-era policies towards Taiwan. China has ramped up pressure on, Ch- on Taiwan since the 2016 election of President Tsai Ing-wen. China's saber rattling has increased considerably over the past years with warplanes breaching Taiwan air defense zone on a new daily basis. That sounds pretty, pretty funny because it doesn't, they don't, no, it's not even fun. It's not even cool, it sounds so dumb. <laughs> they're threatening it, but they're not, they're not doing anything, they're not nothing. They haven't fight back whatsoever. So, we're going to go straight to China. This is uploaded just hours ago. China, Congress, to focus on, Chinese, the Chinese Congress, which is the National People's Congress, to focus on boosting slow economy amidst low domestic demands and property downturn. A property downturn slowing economy and a war in Ukraine loomed large over this week, an annual convening of the China's legislature, with policy makers expected to focus on, show, on showing up the faltering growth. The rubber stamp parliament starts Saturday and Beijing gathers some 3,000 members of the National People's Congress for the highly choreographed meetings over bills, budgets, and personal changes. The ruling Communist Party uses the opportunity to tout its achievement while setting, setting the country's, country's economic blueprint and GDP target for a year ahead. Much of the NPC's agenda is unknown until during or even after the multi-day, the multi-day meeting, with many sessions taking place behind closed doors. But this year, concerns are bound to center on a country's sluggish economic growth, partly down to the crunch in the crucial property sector, which makes up much as a quarter of national output. <clears throat> the stringent zero-COVID measures, including harsh lockdowns and closed borders, have also been a major blow to the manufacturing hub, tourist centers, and even port cities. Meanwhile, the Russian invasion of Ukraine has raised the prospect of spiking food and oil prices, with a fear over supplies of crucial commodities from the regions being affected. Commerce Minister Wang Wentao admitted to journalists this week that the Chinese economy faces huge pressure this year. Beijing traditionally announced its new recognition this new economic traditionally announces new economic growth target at Premier Li Keqiang annually at the State of the U- State of the Nation speech at the MPC, followed by his rare but heavily stage managed press conference. <laughs> China's GDP growth slowly sharp, slowed sharply in the month in the final months of 2021. Despite an early pandemic bounce back as it grip as it grappled with a teapot with a teapot um, domestic demands and property downturns. The country's communist leader had long based their legitimacy on this, on the argument that their model government represents economic growth and continuity for China's massive population. But as much as the rest of the world now reopens, China is increasingly out of step as it continues the COVID-19 restriction weighed on consumer confidence. Maintaining stability will be crucial as the Communist Party gears up on its pivotal meeting, uh, meeting this fall. The, two, the 20th Party Congress that is expected to easily secure President Chinese leader Xi Jinping a third term. 
In 2020, there was no GDP target set at all. And last year, Lee announced a modest goal above 6%. Amid amid the unpredictably um, analysts expected Beijing to announce a similar open and obtainable target this year. We expected the growth target to be set above 5%, you'll be be economist Ho Wei Chen said in a recent recent report adding that that pace would match the past two years uh, average of 5.1%. Iris Pong, ING's chief economist for Greater China, expected the range could be higher after the country's easily exceeded last year's target. And the infrastructure would probably from a key part of the government support for the for the economy, predicted ANZ Research senior Chinese strategist Zhao Pengxing. He expected double-digit growth in infrastructure investment in the first quarter, on top of tax cuts and central banks' earlier interest rate cut. China, the Chinese government is not doing so well right now. That's their fault. Not our fault. That's their fault. What I'm doing so far. Okay, we're going back to Hong Kong. Hong Kong Democrats. We talk about them. We talk about the Democrats already. Subversion case adjourned to late April. Court may close amid of COVID-19. The high-profile national security cases involving 47 Hong Kong pro-democracy figures have been adjourned into late April as the judiciary announced that the court will close for more than a month owing to the COVID-19 pandemic. A total of 35 Democrats appeared in a West Kowloon Magistrate Court on Friday for a return day when the, when, Prince, when Principal Magistrate Peter Law was scheduled to handle the procedure for committing the case to the High Court, where the maximum penalty will be life imprisonment. The defendants, including former law professor Benny Tai, prominent activist Joshua Wong, and former lawmaker Lam Chutting, Le Guoholm, and Alvin Young stand accused of taking part of a conspiracy to commit subversion by organizing and participating in an unofficial legislative primary election held in 2020. The group said to have aimed to seize a majority in the legislature and abuse their powers of elected as lawmakers to veto budget bills, paralyze government operations, and ultimately force the city leaders to resign. Knowing the absence of 12 defendants, who were described as unfit to show up in person, Law decided to adjourn the case to April 27th. Now, you guys are saying, is this fair? No, it's not fair. Why keep them in prison in the first place? Why keep them in custody for so long? At least release all of them. And then they can come back if they want, I don't know. Just release them anyway, they're not committing any subversion. You might say, oh, it's past. Don't let them in prison anyway, that's true. Friday hearing marked a year since all the 47 Democrats were reprimanded in prison and custody following a marathon bail hearing for the last four days. Chief Magistrate Victor So extended bail to 15 defendants at the time, but, but his decision was immediately challenged by the, prosecu- by the prosecutors. Only 14 Democrats are currently on bail pending trial. The remaining 33 have lost their freedom, most, mo- most for more than a year. As they await trial, some are serving time in prison for protest-related offenses. Hong Kong's prisons have failed to escape the f- city's fifth and worst wave of the COVID-19, with around 1,000 inma- inmates testing positive for 
for the virus as of Thursday. The number accounts for roughly 12% of the entire prison population. The Correctional Service Department reported on Thursday that the infected prisoners were mainly locked up at the Elijah Gulk Exception Center, Stanley Prison, Lowell Correctional Institution, and Pickle the Correctional Institution. All types of visitation, including legal visits, were suspended by CSD until March 20th. The reprimanded Democrats' family and friends were not able to visit since early February, when Hong Kong began a record high numbers of daily infections. One Democrat was heard shouting from the dock to ask family to ask his family for more em- envelopes as the CSD raised the number of, of letters a person in the custody could send from one to three per week while visits are suspended. There, no, there is no way to contact connect with the outside world, one, def- one of the defense said. Friday, the adjournment came hours before the judiciary confirmed in a statement that in light of the latest public health situation and related development, all hearings of the court and tribunals originally scheduled between March 7th and April 11th, 2022, will generally be adjourned. During the suspensions, only emergency cases will be handled, including application for bail. On f- on Friday, Hong Kong reached out for the reach out to the judiciary for confirmation. On Friday, ten defendants asked the court to allow them to report to the police less frequent citing concerns over the soaring numbers of COVID-19 cases in the city. Regularly, regularly returns, returning to the police station with one of the requirements set out to list of the conditions when bail was granted. Law approved the application. According to the, according to the court's diary on, on Friday, Law resumed the title of principal magistrate after serving as an acting chief magistrate for a month while Sel was on sick leave. Chief Magistrate reported suffered heart problems and was hospitalized last October. Citing, citing, source, citing sources, local media report on Friday that So has returned to work. A spokesperson of the judiciary confirmed with Hong Kong Free Press on Friday that Chief Magistrate Richard So returned to work on Monday. Richard So's heart has recovered. Congratulations, activist Tom Duckchi shouted before the hearing. I mean, to be honest with you, what is the point of keeping them in prison? There's so much you can't even trust the judiciary independence in Hong Kong anymore. It's just a bunch of trumped-up charges that they can put up on someone's head. Because if I was in there, I would definitely be charged as well. So, I'm pretty sure Hong Kong doesn't have that kind of democracy, doesn't have that kind of freedom anymore. You expect Hong Kong to have that same thing was after 1997. British at the t- the British colonial government at the time may not be it might not be dem- as democratic as um as you expected but at least there was rule of law for God's sake rule of law the Beijing government kept saying oh it was a rule of law to actually to actually arrest these guys to arrest almost forty seven Democrats having half of them being exiled already. And also thank you for wa- thank you for tuning in, guys. I keep seeing them watching. I don't know why. Thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys didn't join him this podcast, make sure make sure to actually tune in on Monday and Friday. And make sure to go out and start voting, you guys. Start voting on November. If there's an election on any of the district or whatever it is, well, you're gonna have to keep looking up research and see if there's any election on their days. But 
but make sure make sure to do as a part as a US citizen. Thank you for tuning in guys. And we'll see you guys and we we will hear and we hear you guys from and we and and we'll see you guys next time. This is Team Carol, my radio, signing out. Cat host my radio. It's on on every Monday and every Friday. Cat host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you.